You've heard of doctors and nurses. Physician assistants have been on the scene as well, but not all medical doctors have the same degree. Sometimes you might see doctors and the letters DO following their names instead of MD. The DO, or Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine, has similar base training to an MD, but with more emphasis on treating someone within the context of the entire person. Don't be ashamed if you haven't heard of such a doctor. According to the American Osteopathic Association, or AOA, about one in five Americans don't even know that DOs exist. Patients who know the difference between and where their kinds of doctors come from will have more success with building a great medical relationship. This episode's covering everything you need to know about DOs in the grand scheme of medicine as well as how to pick them properly. Your well-being should be about thriving instead of surviving. It's about time to empower yourself and navigate our healthcare system with ease. My name is Rushi and this is the show, Friendly Neighborhood Patient. When facing two choices, we have to know it's better. That's part of being human. Picking an MD or DO in a given field works the same way. I'll guide you through how to choose one a bit later, but you must know what you're signing up for. Let's start with the traditional MD. Allopathy is the root of modern medicine as we know it, where physicians emphasize treating the disease itself that's diagnosed from an exam, procedure, or test. The subject of today is osteopathy, the DO's medical discipline revolving around the complete treatment of the body and emphasis on natural self-healing. MDs and DOs have overlapping training. Both can prescribe the same drugs. In the exam room, you may not, at first, see a difference between the DO and MD. Like I've mentioned in an older pod, medical team members like physician assistants and nurse practitioners are similar in terms of responsibility, but have different training. Patients can look at both MDs and DOs with mostly the same lens. You shouldn't be surprised if a DO applies physical pressure to your bones, joints, etc. This is what's called osteopathic manipulative medicine, or OMM. DOs can learn this in addition to their basic training. Most MDs wouldn't perform OMM. Both types of physicians have a consistent education. Each completes four years of med school after college and then a residency program that could range between two to five plus more years. The newest DOs merge into actually MD residency programs after taking the USMLE, which is the US's National MD License Exam, rather than doing the DO's Comlex exam. Both professionals are in turn practicing in similar environments. To no one's surprise, medical school takes a while to finish no matter what doctor a person wants to be. Osteopathy arrived in the 1870s thanks to the physician and American Civil War veteran, Andrew Still. That sounds like forever ago, but allopathic medicine as we know it had a foothold by 1800. Fast forward to now, and you'll find that osteopaths make up a bit less than 10% of active physicians. Our country's bright-eyed medical students keep enrolling in DO school at a fast clip. The current pool of 122,000 DOs is four times the amount from 1990. Since 68% of active DOs are under 45 years old, these professionals are very much the new kids on the block. But let's take a break from the stats for a moment. Why are there more new DO enrollees now? Shouldn't there be a somewhat even split of allopathic to osteopathic doctors, at least new generation ones? It turns out that stereotypes come into play here. The nagging prejudice among some patients is thinking of DOs as those who couldn't get into med school and in turn are inferior physicians. 
Although such beliefs aren't present as much as a few decades ago, public med school matriculation and grades show another layer of the story. According to the med school admissions prep company BMO Academic Consulting, the average GPA and MCAT, which is just the U.S.'s med school standardized test, those scores of DOs were 4.5% and 1.5% lower, respectively. Take from that what you will. Note that DOs have been recognized as licensed physicians in all 50 states since 1973. Knowing the foundation of each doctor's philosophy grants advantages for any medical care journey. The differences between allopathy and osteopathy show up based on what informs your treatment. Most MDs would focus on your specific disease and every possible option to ease that issue. Given their more holistic practice, DOs may bring discussions about several factors of your health indirectly related to the primary concern. Both physicians' advice for a condition might be directionally in sync or even be the same exact treatment plan. The key to pick one of those physicians is knowing what process you're more comfortable with. Do you want a preventative system-by-system -system opinion, issue-specific advice, or a combination? Your answer to that question is the biggest driver behind whether an MD or DO makes sense for you, besides weighing other factors like geography and your insurance. Osteopathy's whole-person foundation lends itself well to primary care specialties like internal medicine, family medicine, and pediatrics. About 57% of DOs practice in primary care versus about 46% for MDs. The AOA views DOs as the next wave to fix America's impending physician shortage. Part of that reasoning is due to the top five U.S. medical schools by a number of primary care graduates, all being DO programs, at least per U.S. News & World Report. It's clear that DOs are on the rise, but where does that leave patients? We still have to make a choice someday. There's no clear answer as to what kind of doctor is more effective. MDs have been around longer and take up most of the newest medical expertise out there. DOs can be open to alternative treatment options more than the average MD would, just by nature of osteopathic training, though MDs can certainly embrace non-traditional medicine as well. Consider this. Picking a type of physician as the be-all, end-all shepherd of your care might be too ambitious. A single doctor with a specific discipline probably won't solve all your health issues. Capturing every medical need under one umbrella is futile. The DO versus MD decision is easier when separating your primary care from specialty care. Because of osteopathy's philosophy of treating every component of the patient beyond just the disease, consider having a DO fill in as your primary doctor. By nature of the osteopathy discipline, such a professional connects all the dots of your health. This is a massive win any patient should aim for. If, for whatever reason, you need a specialist like a dermatologist or cardiologist, for example, having MDs fill those roles can work. Most patients with issues best solved by a specialty physician can benefit from the MD allopathic approach of focusing primarily on the issue at hand. Of course, basic doctor picking guidelines I've talked about in past episodes still apply. If your insurance, health needs, available expertise, and location of the office, among other things, line up well, and you still have a choice to take an MD or DO, keep the specialist versus primary care balance in mind. Just remember to keep building a healthy relationship with your physician, no matter what school that person came from. Expertise should line up with your values and overall medical aims. As Americans, we should all have reasonable health care. Even though our medical system is expensive, the government attempts to make ends meet through massive subsidies, 
Patients, Big Pharma, and many other parties fighting for that money bring about unintended butterfly effects for better and mostly for worse. The upcoming pods going in on the externalities of the medical world's funding that both large players and individual patients can take advantage of. Subscribe and stay tuned to Friendly Neighborhood Patient to learn a thing or two about micro and macro healthcare. I'll catch you at the next episode.